Welcome to the Happy Hour Edition. This is a Porch Talk Sports Talk exclusive week one preview. I'm Eric. Pops, Brock Road Elementary, Class of 06 Valedictorium. Week one started. We're recording Friday. It started yesterday. The Bucks pulled out the win. They did not cover the spread. I think it got up to like nine at one point. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I did not like nine. The logic, I, I saw the logic of like where people were talking about if you liked like when it started, I think it opened at like seven and a half. They were like, if you like seven and a half, nine's not that crazy. It's a little crazy, but it's not that crazy. Um, everybody on the Bucks had a great game besides Mike Evans. I can go fuck myself with that one, huh? Love that. <laughs> um, I didn't watch because I watched the second half at a bar, and I feel like I just didn't see Zeke getting a lot of touches, which I thought was super weird. Only got 11 for 33 yards. He's washed. Bro, my thing was like, if you watch Hard Knocks, he was like, I'm coming in in the best shape. Everybody's like, Zeke coming in such great shape. And I'm like, I know that like they have a good run defense, but I'm like, I saw a lot of Tony Pollard. I don't want to see a lot of Tony Pollard. The problem with these running backs is usually the running backs are older players who come in in great shape. Being in great shape doesn't make you good. It just makes you in the best shape that you've been in in a while. And I think that's an issue we're going to run into with Zeke. He does look good. I don't think he'll have a good year because I just he might be in the best shape of his life. I just think he's lost what's made him an elite back. He looks timid now. He doesn't hit the hole as hard. You saw him get tackled by that corner when it was a clear pad to the touch. Like, he don't have what he used to have. I, that was so frustrating because I'm like, I don't even think he needed to cut it back inside. I think he could have taken that fully outside and probably beat him to the pylon. Oh, Zeke would have ran him over for three yards and got in. That's how you know he's a different person. What's funny is, like, you're talking about, like, he's saying, like, not hitting the hole and, like, all this stuff. But, like, the irony is when he was, like, coaching up other running backs in hard knocks, he's like, no, man, you got to hit the hole like this. You can't stop, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but then you get out in the game and it just seems like you're not practicing what you preach, which is awkward. Literally. I think the game – I think it was a great first game. I mean, it's the first game. First two, three weeks in the NFL. You're going to see a lot of sloppy. I think I truly think the Bucks would have covered that spread easy if they weren't playing so sloppy. Chris Godwin, Probably. yeah, I need to talk to you, my boy. All them drops from last postseason, seem you ain't shaking that problem yet. Mike Evans had two drops, which were, like, crazy for him because he drops nothing. The fumble and then the, the fumble, I guess I can give it to you. He had the ball secure. He just really got punched right on the ball. There's not much he could do for that. Sucks he didn't get to get back in the game after that, but I get it. Mm-hmm. And then Leonard Fournette, that interception, that was trash, bro. Like, mm-hmm. what what's going on? And then fucking Godwin second fumble through the end zone. That. You could tell the Bucks. The Bucks probably would have won that shit. Probably, I'd say an easy thirty-five twenty-one if it wasn't for all those mistakes. Those mistakes were what kept Dallas in the game for like the first half. That's the the Godwin the second Godwin fumble, um, right at the end zone was the killer because that yeah. was if if they put that in, they're definitely gonna cover the spread because I think they would have been up like eight or nine. Yeah, that would have put them up nine. And like the Cowboys were okay at moving it, um, but I don't. They didn't obviously get in the end zone on that last drive. Now 
now you know maybe if they needed to who knows how that goes but i don't think they would have overall i mean they were talking about how this was a great defense whatever for the bucks the front seven is great the back end was never bunting is nice and then the winfield antoine winfield jr the safety is also nice from his rookie year last year the issue is when two people in that secondary went down in the first quarter Mm. It was wide open for the Cowboys. What I will say I learned from this is the Cowboys might be better than I thought. That offense alone is going to keep them in games because it looks like they've already decided they're not running the ball this year. They're going to just let Dak throw that bitch. And he's got good receivers. He's got two good tight ends. So if their plan is we're just going to throw the ball all over the field and hopefully we outscore people, I'm not mad at that logic. And their defense looked sneaky good. I like the way they're rotating the linebackers. They're playing really six linebackers total. The D-line looked good. Their DBs could use help, but, like, I'm not mad at it. The Cowboys have a more put-together team than I initially thought because I thought the Redskins were going to run away with that division. Now I'm having to second-guess. I mean, we know, like, the Cowboys have so much potential because of that offense. Um, just because you have so many different options to get the ball to, and as long as Dak is healthy and he looked fucking pretty good overall, um, like I think they have a lot of potential. I am my my biggest issue would have been the defense, and it yeah. does seem like that secondary still is the weak point. But they they seem to be getting better at least. And I don't know. Don't, I don't love it as an Eagles fan that that's happening. Dak did throw a few very bad balls that should have been picked. Yeah, but I mean, first game back after the fucking destroyed ankle of his, you know. He put yeah. Up numbers overall. I want to say it was like 400, right? Like, oh, he put up great numbers. I'm not going to be surprised if he puts up numbers like that every week because I truly think they're just going to throw the ball. The Cowboys look like they're going to be what the Saints used to be. Which is, we just going to throw the ball every day. We might run the ball 10, 12 times a game. Which is crazy. When you have Zeke back there, you would think they were going to run it more. But again, if you have that many options to throw to, and you're going to, there's just going to be too many mismatches. Like, no team is three. Like, what team is really three corners deep? Then you got to also have a good safety and linebacker for those tight ends. And then someone also cover Zeke, too. Like, that's a lot to cover. And that line looked like they held up well last night. That's that was my biggest question because I think one of the I think their starter uh, like is on the COVID list. Yeah, their center. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're gonna be good. That they're, they're gonna be better than I expected. It's too early for me. I might know by the end of this episode who I'm gonna give that division to, but they're gonna be good. Um, fucking Lamb, I like him. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are high on him. I'm going to say exactly what I said last year and exactly what I said when he was in college. Bro's a home run hitter. I don't think he naturally catches the ball. When Hard Knocks was like, you just throw it and he'll run underneath it. Yeah, he's fast, so if it drops in his lap, like he's going to catch it because it's dropping in his lap. But I don't think he's like a natural catcher of the ball. He had two or three drops last night that you can't drop. So... I mean, do you still think – I mean, it seems like Amari's still number one, the fucking numbers he was putting up last night. That's what Shannon was saying this morning because Skip was like fucking 
Lamb's going to be a top five receiver by the end of this year. He's like, he won't even be the top receiver on his team. People forget that Amari Cooper is sneakily good. He runs great routes. He catches the ball great. He seems to always get open. Amari's a dog. So Amari's still the number one on that team in my books. And then Gallup, Gallup in my eyes is still more reliable than C.D. Lamb. Bro, he had, Amari Cooper had 16 targets for 139 yards and two touchdowns. 13 catches. That's crazy numbers, dude. Yeah, that is crazy. I know Um, it seemed like Dak was trying to get C.D. the, the ball a lot because he had 15 targets, only seven catches for 104 and a touchdown, which, you know, normally would be good until you're looking at fucking Amari Cooper. Cooper. I was like three or four of those were drops. Um, yeah. Now, nah, it did. that He was trying to force him the ball. I think he was trying to, like, get him. I think after he had one or two drops, he was trying to, like, get his confidence back up. But he, he's good. I just think he's got too much hype and pressure on him right now. And my eyes, he's still the number three on that team. Because I don't know why people sleep on Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's a dog. So he's still the number three. As the number three, he could put up crazy numbers if they just allow him to do that. But they put in a pressure on him. They want him to be the – when it was, like, third down and they were, like, looking for him, I was like, y'all need to be drawing a place for Amari. Like, that's the dog on his team. So Gallup only had seven targets, four receptions, thirty-six yards. Not he went out in the like at the end of the second quarter, though. Mm, that's true. I don't know. No, I agree. I think. I mean, and it's like, even if CD has that potential to be a number one, why would you rush it if you have Amari there who can easily do that? Literally, like just let. Let Lamb just continue to develop, and then next thing you know, he'll just be destroying people out there. Um, any any other thoughts besides the the one thing is once the Cowboys kick that field goal, I looked at my phone to see how much time is on, and I was like, oh, they're fucked. Like, why would they give Brady that much time to work with? Nah, I agree. Um. What was I about to say? Um, fuck. Oh, what I will say, Gronk, Gronk looks good. Gronk looked like a fucking coward, the coward show or whatever, had a Gronk, not Gronk, had Eric Mangini, the old coach on there. And he was like, the difference this year and last year in Gronk is it took four or five, six games trying to get him playing shape because all offseason he was deciding on if he was coming back or not. He said, you had a committed Gronk from the Super Bowl last year who knew he was coming back. Gronk looked like he got a little bigger. He looked like he in better shape. And he had, like, what, almost 90 yards last night, two touchdowns, like five, six catches. Gronk looks good. He's going to be a problem. I wish I snatched him up. And then A.B., it's over. Uh, A.B. is back. Bro, he's so back, and it's so frustrating. They could have him. They could have gone to A.B. more last night, but I almost felt at some points Tom started to look for Mike Evans because you don't want a receiver like that to have no impact on the game for two, three games because then they're going to just not want to be there. And Mike Evans probably still thinks that's his team when, sadly, I think they would be better suited if it was A.B., Godwin, the two tight ends, and then Scotty Miller. Mike Evans don't really do much for them unless they're in the red zone. Bro, and the, it's crazy, right? So, 
AB only had five catches, but 121 yards and a touchdown. And he definitely could have had more. Could have had more. They really didn't target him in the second. They weren't targeting him like that in the uh, second half. Which is crazy because like you said, like, it, it just, like, every time the ball was going, it was just like he, there was no one around him. Which yeah. was crazy. He's back, and I hate it. I'm so, like, oh, God. But I love it at the same time. Like, the, he deserves it. Like, it's his time to be back. I agree. T.L. said he was back. T.L. said it the other day on the podcast with Shannon Sharp. Shannon asked him who was going to – the fuck? Oh, Shannon asked him who the best receivers were. He said A.B. and Julio. And he said he'd been working out with both of them this summer, and we're going to find out. I love it. I love it. Good for fucking A.B., man. I hope I hope he comes back strong. It's like we were talking about earlier this week where – I mean, the fucking Ravens lost every running back they've ever had to an ACL tear. And we're, you were like, hey, Le'Veon could easily, you know, get pulled up to, from the practice squad. And I was like, honestly, I hope he does. Because, like, fuck, that guy sat out because he was not getting paid what he wanted. And then, like, his career just fucking tanked when he went to the Jets. Yeah, everybody's career tanks with the fucking Jets. Um, let's see, let's see. Any other thoughts on last night's game before we start talking about the other week one stuff? Nah, I'm pretty good. All right, we have a friendly matchup here. Week one, Eagles-Falcons. Um, down in Atlanta. Atlanta's a three-point favorite as of right now. That's not enough. <laughs> they should have made us eight-point favorites. We're smoking that pack. Bro, I'm not... I'm... Hmm. See, we actually have good corners now, so I'm not going to say, like, I'm not worried about Ridley. Or Gage, but I'm worried about Kyle Pitts because that man is going to be a dog, dude. Ridley's going to eat y'all up. Gage is going to eat y'all up. Fucking Kyle Pitts going crazy on y'all. Don't forget, we still got old boy from the Ravens that we traded from. We still got Hayden Hurst, who's a dog. We've got too many weapons. We're not even going to try to run the ball. I hope y'all are ready to play defense all night chasing around our receivers. It's going to be a long night for y'all. And y'all, y'all don't have anything. Y'all come with nothing. You're bringing nothing. Bro, we have it all. Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Sackerts, Goddard, Rager, if he's actually semi-decent, Jalen Hurts with the running ability. You know your defense sucks. I used to think that I knew our defense sucked. The only thing I'm going to say is maybe we've been putting pieces together. The the linebackers are solid. Our D-line, I need to know if we're going to finally be able to generate pass rush this year because we haven't been able to in so very long. The DBs, they worry me a little. But we got A.J. Terrell back there, who's nice. He'll, he'll lock up whoever y'all claim your number one is. And then what I don't have to worry about, y'all probably have a little bit better of a defense, but our offense is – Way better than y'all defense. It's a better matchup, and we got a solid quarterback. We might have a bad defense, but y'all got a bad quarterback throwing to these weapons of yours. So they're going to be open, and they're still going to be getting missed. Bro, what? how good is your offensive line? Our O-line's solid. Our O-line is solid. I think we're plugging a new, we're plugging a new center. Coming in. We're plugging a new center, so that's tricky. Um, two first-round linemen from the last draft. They're healthy and ready to go. The right tackle and the left guard. 
Jake Matthews is like bloodline, so he'll do all right. Been there for three years, holding four years, holding down the left side. We're we're good on the O line. I've just been hearing a lot of talk at the Eagles camp that Javon Hargraves fucking back. You got Fletcher Cox who's back. So I just see a lot of pressure coming to Matt Matty Ice's face, and I don't know if he can handle it. Um, we can. <laughs> I'm telling you, without a doubt, we can. Uh, absolutely, watch out for Kyle Pitts because. I think he's going to have a breakout showing this week. I think he's going to show that nobody can guard him, and that's going to be rough for y'all to see. Um, Calvin Ridley, I think Calvin Ridley's not going to be as good as he was last year because Julio's clearly gone, but you do have to watch out for Gage. Gage is a dog, and I think he's going to show that with more opportunity. I, I mean, I'm a little worried about that. Just because you never know. Like, Darius Slay and Steven Nelson are both good. But like... All it takes is like you to jump on one little thing and like you're, they're gone. Like, see yeah, that's over for y'all. So I don't know, but I still think we'll pull it out. I think we'll cover that three easily. Hell, I think we'll probably win it. Like I don't know. Let's see, thirty something to like seventeen. I just think you guys aren't even gonna show up. This is our honest. year. This is truly <laughs> your <our> year. <laughs> this is our year. I'm telling you right now. We'll be second in our division only because we have the Bucks in it. But we'll probably end with a thirteen and four, twelve and five. It's crazy. It's about to be an easy year for us. Let me look up your schedule right now, so I can tell you that that's crazy. It's nobody who scares us. I'll tell you that. All right, so you open up with us. You got the Bucks. That's a loss. Giants win. Washington loss. Jets win. Dolphins. They still got Tua. We're smacking them. What about the Panthers? We're smacking Tua. We're smacking the Panthers. We're smacking the Redskins. They don't even have a quarterback. Dude, Fitzmagic is going to be. It's his breakout. Yeah. yeah. He didn't have five of those. Nice. That defense is nice. No, that defense is nice. I will give them that. And what about the Saints? You're going to beat uh, Jameis? Yes, we're fucking smacking Jameis. They don't even have fucking Michael Thomas. I'm not going to lie. Mm, the end of your schedule, I was going to say, it's not bad because you have teams in there like the Jaguars. You're playing the Jets and the Giants, the Lions. But then you also have the 49ers at the end of the year, and you know that's when Trey Lance will be there balling out. Yeah, he'll be trash. play the Bills too. Mm. Oh, we'll lose to the Bills. I can't argue that one. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't see 12 wins on the schedule. There's 12 easy there. There's probably 13, honestly. Four, we'll say five, six. Uh, I give you like eight or nine wins. Uh, eight or nine. There's eight or nine games we might win by ten points alone. <laughs> There's no way. Um. All right. What else do we have? Week one. Um, good game. Actually, I I don't know if it's gonna be a game. Because I don't know if the Steelers are going to be any good, but they're playing the Bills. So that, in theory, should be a good game. I think that will be good. I think the Bills walk away with it, but I think it'll be a good one. The Bills are six-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Yeah, the Bills look good. I have Josh Allen, so I expect him to go off. Because I'm trying to think about, like, on that defense, who do they have in that secondary? Who, the Bills? No, the Steelers. They got Joe Hayden. They got um, they secondary decent. They got Joe Hayden. They got that dog from uh, Alabama. I want to say 
I think he went to Alabama. That the Dolphins traded him. Oh fucking oh um oh that's gonna kill me now. Why can't I remember this? I also can't remember it for some reason. Um, it's gonna bother me. Mike Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, there we go. And they signed Melvin Ingram too. Oh, I forgot they got. Yeah, they're gonna have some pass rush oh, coming. No, they're sneaky nice. But I don't. They'll be good. I have to see what their. Uh, I have to see what their um, offense is gonna look like. I have a feeling it's gonna be dirty. Najee is gonna do his thing. I think they're gonna go back to like running the ball like they used to do in the two thousands. Najee's gonna do his thing. Big Ben back apparently. Apparently he looks good. I need to see if Juju and Chase Claypool are enough. I can't root for teams with only number twos at best. And they just got a bunch of number twos, so that gets tricky. No, I agree. I think that's if they're going to win and have a good season, it's going to be by running the ball just because I don't like Big Ben as a passer anymore. I'm just not a fan of what he does. I think his arm is terrible. I think he should have retired years ago like when he mm. thought he was going to. Um, I also agree about Juju. I mean, I, we were talking about it years ago when AB left, and I was like, yo, Juju is not a number one. Yeah. He look, he was only good because it, it's the same thing with, like, anywhere else. Like, if you have Julio on your team, your number two is going to be doing numbers because people are following your number Absolutely. one. Absolutely. He had to find out the hard way. He did. Mm-mm-mm. Still making TikToks. Hate to see it. Um, Jets and Panthers, not going to be a good game. No that game. is such a throwaway game. Hey, another throwaway game, Jaguars and Texans. That's throwaway outside of Trevor Lawrence's plan. Yeah, that that's the only, like, you could say the same thing for, like, the Jets if you want to see Zach Wilson, but, like, I don't. I'll yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want to see Zach. Um, I'm I heard he's sure. decent, though. Yeah, I've, I've. Because we have the Eagles had joint practice with him, and they said like Zach Wilson was looking good out there, but no, joint practice is not a game by any means. Um, yeah. I'm very interested on what the Jags are going to do this year, just to see like what Trevor Lawrence can do and like how good of a coach Urban Meyer really is. Without looking at their schedule, I I'm gonna say five wins. Because you just said the Jets. That's a win in my books. I know they'll play the Texans twice, and they'll get to play the fucking Colts twice. So they should split those in my eyes. So that's three. They'll probably sweep the Texans. So that's four. All they got to do is find one more win. And there's, there's, a, there's a decent amount of trash teams. If they got Detroit on their roster, on, not on their roster, on their schedule, if they got the Giants on their schedule, if they got the fucking Panthers on their schedule, any of those niggas, I'm giving them a dub. Um, let's see, let's see. What was I about to say? Other game, this one should be good. You got the Cardinals and the Titans going. I don't think it'll be good. I think the Titans wax them easy. Titans reloaded that offense, man. Julio, Derrick Henry back. I think they got one more wide receiver along with Julio. I think and I just that's here. I never can buy into this Kyler hype. I mean, I, I remember watching him last year, and I was like, I thought he was better than he was. 
Yeah, people make it seem like he's he's next one up, or like he's Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was Russell Wilson year one. This what three or four for at least three for Kyler. I I just haven't seen it. I've tried to watch some of his games. It just looks like unorganized. I'm gonna launch the ball up and run, and his run is ugly. Yeah, no, I think he. You know when people talk about the game and like, oh, it slows down for me. I feel like it hasn't slowed down for him yet. Yeah, I agree. And he's he's like sitting there trying to process it all, and then by the time you think you're gonna throw it, that's when you get hit because your your line can't block for you any longer. Chargers and Washington football team. They are Washington football team is a one and a half point favorite. Interesting. That's a big one. Are they favorites or are they underdogs? Is that switch? They're from yesterday. I saw it was a pick 'em. Now it's football team minus one and a half. I took that last week when Washington was underdog by a point and a half. Because that's my bet slip. I needed them to. That's one of the ones I need for my parlay. I need them to beat the Chargers. So now that it does seem it's tilted in their favor. Uh, doesn't matter. I already bet on it from advance. I, that one's. That one's tricky. For me, that's the hardest game to call. The Chargers are nice. They got all their boys back. They got Bosa back. They got Derwin James, who reports out of there as he looks nice. Hopefully, he can stay healthy, knock on woods. Justin Herbert's back. I got Keenan Allen on my fantasy team. I need him to ball. (laughs) The issue is Washington's defense is so just dirty. If their offense can – if Fitzpatrick can just hold it together and just manage the game and not lose them games like Dwayne Haskins was doing, they should be good. It's interesting that you bet them knowing the amount that you don't have faith in fucking Fitzmagic. It's true because I like Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert probably a top three young quarterback in the league right now. I... I just I got so much faith in that defense. Just looking at that line of that defense is right. I'm trying to think about who they're uh, on their on their offense. I know they got Antonio Gibson because I drafted him. I they got uh, Samuel's out. They, they got Terry. Terry McLaurin. He's dirty. Yeah. Curtis Samuel's out. They have Adam Humphreys. Um, you said Curtis Samuel's is out. Yeah, I think it's like COVID or he might be on IR for like three weeks. Oh. Yeah, Antonio Gibson, though. Uh, that line's okay, but Fitzmagic almost does better when he's under pressure for some reason. That might be true. That very well might be true. And I don't think he's ever had a defense like this. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could just hand the ball off to Gibson and just let him. All you got to do is put up like two maybe three touchdowns, and hope your defense can just stop. I was, was going to say, they could win games like 17 to 10 this year. Yeah. No, and you made a good point, too. Like, the fact that they were still in games with Haskins fucking around, if you have a semi-competent cornerback, which I think Fitzpatrick should be, you should be winning a lot more games, which is why Absolutely. a lot of people were liking them as, like, the favorite to come out of the NFC East. <sighs> 49ers and Lions, I don't care about the 49ers until Trey Lance is starting. Yeah, I care nothing about that game. I'm interested to see what the Lions do at all, and I want to see what Jared Goff does. But, again, that'll be like a – I'll look at the highlights and see what the fuck happens. Yeah, at best. Um, 
All right, how do you feel about this game, the Seahawks and the Colts? Carson Wentz is officially starting um, after the whole thing of he might miss five to 12 weeks with a bone injury or getting it removed. And it's a uh, Seahawks are a three-point favorite. Is it in Seattle? No, it's in, in Indy. Um, I got faith in Carson. I think Carson Wentz will have a bounce-back year. Philly will be upset that they lost him, but they're not going to feel that way after week one because I got the Seahawks smacking them. Really? Yeah, I feel like the Seahawks, even though I don't really know what their defense is doing now. I know they got Jamal Adams. I think they traded for a corner earlier in the summer. Russell Wilson alone with DK Metcalf, with uh, Tyler Lockett. I like that white tight end they got out there. That's enough firepower. Russell's going to get it done. That I just don't know if the Colts have enough right now. Ty's out. Um, fucking, I got a, I got the other boy on my fucking second rounder, not second rounder, second year player on my team on my bench. But without Ty, I just I don't know if they got enough right now. I'm trying to look at their depth chart now. I don't like that Michael Pittman Jr. is a starting wide receiver. for. Them. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what I got. I got Michael Pittman. I mean, no, Michael's going to be a dog this year. I will trade him away when he gets right. So they got Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack. That's a deep – I that's you hate to see that when you're thinking about fantasy because you don't know who the fuck to really take. Yeah, like, Ravens need to reach Pascal, out to them. Harris Campbell, Michael Pittman Jr. are going to be your starters because T.Y.'s out. I don't love those throwing options. Quentin Nelson also and Eric Fisher's out. Oh, that line's not in great shape. If the if the Seahawks can get pressure on Wentz from watching Wentz last year, he will shut down. He will not know what to do, and that can get ugly very quickly. That's Philly Wentz. This is a whole new Wentz. I don't know. that. Just seeing that their line is going to be shit and that I might just have to hammer the fucking Seahawks. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to win this easy. It makes too much sense. <laughs> um, next game, probably also a throwaway, Vikings and Bengals. Did we see the report of Jamar Chase saying he can't see a fucking football because it doesn't have the white lines on it anymore? Did they take the white lines off footballs? Well, because he said that because, you know, there's been talk that he's been having a lot of drop issues like preseason and camp. And I, it's probably overblown, but people were like, he told the media, you know, it's kind of different coming from the college ball. It's a little, like, a little bit bigger and like the white stripes. Once you get to the NFL ball, there's no stripes. It's harder to see. You're looking for the string, like the strings on top. And I was like, bro, really? That's the, I don't need you to say that ever again. Yeah, that is very strange. Um, I don't care about that at all. That's a very throwaway. But there is some young stars playing in that, so the highlights would be worth it. Yeah, I want to see how Burrow comes back from that fucking ACL, too. Yeah, Burrow, I'd want to see Chase in it. I'd want to see Justin Jefferson, see what numbers he puts up. Yeah, that's true. I am interested to see if Justin Jefferson is able to keep that momentum from last year, that <laughs> fucking record-breaking season. They got Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that, that could be an explosive game. What time is that? That's still 1 o'clock, so it's definitely not going to be watched. Yeah, I will not watch it. Um, Dolphins at Patriots? That's a real regular game. People have been talking this one up as, like, must-see. Fucking Colin was saying it's must-see. Skip was saying he wants to see this one. 
it's tricky because it's like Bill Belichick versus Disciple. The Dolphins looked good last year. They were a playoff team. It's what can Tua do? What can Mac do? Both teams are both offenses are gonna play good, real good defenses. I almost expect the Dolphins to win this just because I think they've got the better defense. But if they don't, that's gonna tell you a lot about how good Mac may be and how bad Tua probably is. People are also forgetting the Patriots spent so much money this offseason. They've pretty much like rebuilt this team. Yeah, they did retool that hook. And if Mac can be what people think he's gonna be. That's a problem in that division. Absolutely. I mean, the Bills are still going to win it, but that's a problem, and that can be a sneaky. Like, they get that wild card, and that's someone you don't want to see. Yeah, I was going to say, I would not want to play those niggas in the playoffs. Um, Another 4 o'clock game, Browns-Chiefs. Best game on the docket. Calling it right now. If you've got money anywhere near you, put it on the Browns. The Browns went out and bought themselves a Super Bowl this offseason. And they didn't buy themselves a Super Bowl the way the, the what, 2011 Eagles did by bringing in Vince Young, Michael Vick, Nandi DJ, all these weapons. They did it the right way. They already had a very, very solid team. They made it to the AFC Championship last year. They had a very solid team. They knew they needed a couple more pieces. Jadavion Clowney, the to pair up with Miles Garrett, which was already a dirty D-line. Tad McKinley from the Falcons to put on that D-line. They went out and got some safety help. Like, the Browns are actually like that right now. I can't think of a better team than the Browns to hand the Chiefs an L to start their season. So the Browns are five-and-a-half-point favorites, but I feel like I remember seeing this line a while ago because people were talking about it. And I want to say it was like closer to like seven at one point. Which they had the Browns favorited in this. They're uh, they're underdogs. I was about to say I was like, nigga, I did not bet on them favored. <laughs> no, but that's crazy because I mean I feel like a lot of people are hammering the Browns, which almost makes me question it. Bro, the Browns look nice. The Browns were like the fucking. I think they were a Yahoo Sports Super Bowl pick. Like the. <laughs> I think people get caught up on who the Chiefs are. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are good. I think it's going to take a year or two for the Chiefs to reach. Patrick Mahomes is always going to give them a chance. I think it's going to take a year or two for them to reboot and be back in the running for a Super Bowl, and this just ain't their year. I think the Browns going to smack them and get them out the way. Let's see. I was trying to look to see how they started the season last year. But they started out really well. So that's interesting. It's not what I wanted to see. Um, no, I, I, I kind of agree with you. But I'm, because so many people are hopping on the Browns, it almost makes me want to have to reverse to go to the Chiefs. I understand that. You're on the wrong side, but I understand that. <laughs> that is going to be such a good game. The over uh, over-under is 54.5. Are you hammering that over? Absolutely. Odell's back, Jarvis healthy, both of those tight ends is right. Nigga, both teams, this is going to be like a 38-35, I feel like. 38-31, something like that. Interesting, yeah. I'm going to I'm have to really start looking at these because I'll probably put in some bets come Sunday morning, but I got to see how these line moves because 
listen, I mean, if you keep people keep hammering the Browns, like at some point you're going to get the Chiefs at like minus three, hopefully. And like, how do you not take that? <sighs> Broncos at Giants, very skippable. Yeah, who who the fuck cares? Green Bay uh, at the Saints, not skippable, but it's also at four like four thirty, so you're not going to watch that. Yeah, I was going to say, it's tricky because clearly the Browns and the Chiefs are playing. What I will say is I thought about adding this to my parlay, but I said, can't everything go right? So I held off. I think the Saints can do it. Mm. They got some weapons. They look nice. That Callaway boy catch any and everything. Kamara's still there, which will be an easy dump off for Jameis. Jameis can make every throw. The defense is nice. All you had to teach Jameis is instead of forcing it, check it down to Kamara, and y'all will win a ton of games. Any throw where he thinks the window might be tight, just check it down to Kamara, and Kamara going to get you five to ten yards. It's over. I don't know if they can beat the, the Packers, though. Bro, the Packers just got Devontae Adams. Their running back is way overrated. They side receivers is trash. It's really Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And their defense ain't even nice. Like, they got one nice corner, and that's about it. Yeah, but you're talking about MVP Aaron Rodgers. Um, no, 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 no. MVP Aaron Rodgers was last year. This is almost retired. I want to host Jeopardy Aaron Rodgers. His head not even in the game. If anything... All of this was a scheme so we can go play somewhere else next year. So this year, just a throwaway. Damn, I mean, he, he is going to be free agent or going to be at least traded next year is what it seems like. And the, and the Packers, on another thing, are like, hey, Devontae Adams contract extension? Yeah, those talks are not happening. And it's like, dude, what are you guys doing? Yeah, they're idiots. They're about to be an offseason away from poverty. Yeah, they had such good transitions. They had fucking – I hope for their sake Jordan Love is the guy they think he is. I don't – I mean, I don't – I. I'll, uh, that that's going to be like a 30 for 30 years down the road, like just questionable <laughs> draft decisions, and that's going to be one of them for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I just saw what the 8 o'clock game is, and I'm not excited. Actually – I would be – it's the Bears and the Rams. I would be excited if Fields were starting. You said Bears and the Rams? I'm excited because I'm big on Matt Stafford. That's my MVP favorite. I've been looking everywhere on where I can bet on this. Can't find how. If there was a way I can bet on who was to win the MVP, I don't know if I need to call Vegas directly. My money would be going on Matt Stafford. Um, um, you literally could have done that on, on FanDuel. I couldn't find it. I was searching. Nah, I mean, they definitely had it. Um, season awards. The yeah. dormy dirt. Literally, um, it's literally under season awards and Matt Stafford's plus uh, 1,700. Plus 17? Yeah. That ain't enough for real. But... No, you, no you, drop, you drop 10, you win 170. <sighs> Too many people finding out. I feel like that'll be a good game. I like. I want to see what the Rams' defense looks like. I want to see how uh, the offense looks. As far as the Bears, I hope in no way, shape, or form Fields comes in. I mean, he would get destroyed, but, like, I don't want to sit there and watch Andy Dalton be Andy Dalton. 
I don't want to watch Andy Dalton be Andy Dalton, but I also don't want to watch Fields be as trash as I know he's going to be in the NFL. He was looking all right, but it was preseason. So it was, pre- was always that caveat. It was preseason. That throw where everyone was like he put it in a tight window in the end zone. Nigga was trying to throw the ball out of bounds. Like that's that's picked off in a regular game because it was underthrown and didn't make it out of bounds. So you're just you're big anti fields. I'm big anti all Ohio State quarterbacks outside of Dwayne Haskins. And Dwayne Haskins is probably the dumbest of the bunch, but he has the most gifted, God given ability of the bunch. That man, I done watched him make every single throw in warm ups and practices. He he has it. The other quarterbacks don't. They can just scramble a little bit and they're like, oh well, throw him in there. Throw him in there, gonna get him killed. Yeah, Especially versus the Rams. Haskins will be – I'm interested to see once Big Ben retires. I mean, I feel like being um, being under Tomlin, like, it's just going to be a benefit to Haskins. I agree. I think Tomlin was the best place he could land. Monday night, Ravens, Raiders. What are we doing starting the season like? I'm not going to lie. I said the same thing for every primetime game. When it was Cowboys Bucks, I was like, "There's no way." It ended up being the game, but there's no way. Them niggas didn't even make the playoffs. That's the best you could give us. Fucking Sunday night Bears Rams. The Bears was the best you could give us, and then the Raiders. the The Raiders are making prime time Monday night. Like, what are we doing? I, I literally like, especially week one. Like, that's like something you do like week ten, like when no one cares. How does John Gruden still have a job? Bro, John Gruden, like, he, the trades he makes, he doesn't get scrutinized for them enough. Like, I'm not going to call him, like, Bill O'Brien, but like, uh, what he does with this team just makes no sense sometimes. Yeah, it's. And they were saying he was going to turn it around or whatever, or it's not a quick turnaround. He's been there for what? This is his fourth year now, and there's been no progress. Like, these niggas are worse than before he came. Before he came, they made the playoffs, and Carr was an MVP candidate. He's been there, and they've only been getting worse. Jesus. I'm trying to see. Fucking dog's freaking out, dude. He John Gruden, three days ago, doesn't really feel pressure ahead of his fourth season. I would feel the fucking pressure, dude. Yeah. I don't know if it's because he has, like, guaranteed money, so he's like, I don't feel the pressure because I'm good either way. But fucking hell, dude. They did give him that fucking... It's like 100 mil guaranteed. Yeah, they're fucking... Oh, my God. I mean, go for him for securing the bag, but it's like... Yeah, 10 million, 100 mil. Crazy. Crazy. From Sandusky, Ohio. Can't be trusted for that. I scrolled down real quick to see um, for like week two what the primetime game was. Thursday night is classic Thursday night Giants and football team. Um, Primetime for Sunday night Chiefs and Ravens. We like That'll be that. a good one. But then Monday night Lions and Packers. Again, like that shouldn't exist. You there's there there has to be a better matchup you could have moved. 
I need to find who I can call and complain to. Bro, you know what you could have done? Monday night, it's a 4 o'clock game. Switch out fucking Detroit and Packers for Titans and Seahawks. Titans and who? Seahawks. That would have been a way better game. What are we doing? Bro, I don't. I, I don't need to tell them how to make the schedule, but apparently I do because I don't know what the fuck they're doing here. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Which team, if you had 100 bucks and you're putting down for them to cover or just money, we'll go cover the spread. Who are you betting? To cover the spread? Mm-hmm. Are you hammering the, the Browns at plus five and a half? It'd probably be. It'd probably definitely be the Browns. And if it wasn't the Browns, it'd probably be. Uh, I feel like the Browns is a gimme. I'd go Browns. Who did you say the Packers are playing? The Packers are playing the Saints. Yeah, Browns are Saints. I would say. You could go. If you feel this strongly, the Titans at minus threes, I kind of like that. Who they play? They're playing the, the Cardinals. Like, if you don't think oh. that Kyler is that guy, the, the Titans should easily be able to run and throw the ball all over that. Yeah, game. that's crazy that it's that low. You could go Bills at minus six and a half, but you just don't know. Because, like, I saw Najee, we played him in the preseason. Dude, he's a dog. Like, he's one, another one from Alabama, and he's just running people over. Yeah. So that's my only fear about that six and a half, because that's a lot of points. That is a lot. San Fran's an eight and a half point favorite, which is like, a lot of people are also high on San Fran. I think it's because a lot of people are high on Kyle Shanahan. What I, excuse me. What I've learned is, you got to remove the young, bright offensive coach from the players because being just a bright coach don't win everything for you. I mean, you see with McVay. Like, McVay's a good coach, but, like, and they did make the Super Bowl, but they didn't win, and they've just been, you know, in the middle of the pack for the most part. That's I'm, – I'm fighting with my Super Bowl picks because McVay has my heart low-key. You think they're going to win the Super Bowl? I think that I'm fighting with it still. I think it's going to be a Browns. I don't know if I'm ready. Uh, I'm fighting with Browns Rams. I'm fighting with Browns Rams, and then I'm still fighting with Browns Saints. I just, I got a feeling once Michael Thomas comes back. They got to hope Michael Thomas is out for like 8-12 games. Because we saw what Jameis did with just Mike Evans, 5,030-30. Jameis is a literal baller. I think the Saints get better with Jameis long as he cuts down on those turnovers. If he could cut it in half, which I think he will do, have a Kamara there as well. Jameis had no running back in Tampa. They might re- – I feel like people are sleeping on Jameis. You don't wake up, roll out of bed, and quarterbacks who can throw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns against NFL teams rolling your lap. Jameis did that. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm big on Jameis. I just think Super Bowl might be a little much. What I learned last night watching this, defense is bullshit. Like, even these teams that have these good defenses, 
All these calls were against the defense. Every penalty. All of them defense. All of them defense. Long as you got a good enough offense nowadays, I'm ready to rock with you. And they've got a great offense, a good quarterback, a great coach, and they got decent DBs and decent pass rushers. I'm ready to say they're not my favorite. I think it's going to be Rams, Browns. But in the corner, I got the Saints maybe. I mean, the logic's there. My only worry is for some reason, Sean Payton just loves himself some fucking Taysom Hill. And and you know, and we've talked we've talked about this on the podcast of like how black quarterbacks are treating the league. Let Jameis have like two bad games for some reason. Then there's gonna be do we have a quarterback controversy? Should trash ass Taysom Hill be starting? That's my one fear with this. That's true. Because he did make that a quarterback competition. And anybody with eyes knew there was no competition there. Bro, it's like you would see like Taysom Hill made like one decent throw and maybe hyping that up. I'm like, really? Really? Like, again, Jameis did put up 30 for 30, but that 30 touchdowns is not nothing to scoff at. Yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks who ain't never touched 30 NFL touchdowns. 5,000 yards? There's only a few who have ever done that. I like the Bills. I want to see the Bills make it to the Super Bowl. Bro, I'm rooting for the Bills hard. I just think last year was truly their year and they couldn't get it done. I just think the Browns got everything. As long as the Browns don't have any serious injury, I think the Browns have everything. They're a little bit of a better team. Although I do acknowledge the Bills have a way better quarterback. Bro, that's a baker. But also, like, we saw, like, I mean, not shitting on Josh Allen, but, like, when he, when they played the Chiefs, it was just, like, he just didn't have it. Like, that defense was just – had his fucking number that day. No, they did. Yeah, I'd like to see the Bills realistically out of the NFC. Uh, I don't know. There's no one who's really sticking out to me, if I'm being honest. I don't love anybody in the NFC. I, I get that. Wide open. I think it might be wide open, honestly. I don't know if it's a wide open. There's probably only like four I mean, teams realistically. Probably it's either going to be Packers. Bucks. I, the Rams, just because I would like to see Stafford make that run. That'd be crazy. You're you're kind of talking into the Saints. I'm not gonna lie, bro. The Saints got it still. If they don't fuck with Jameis and just let Jameis be Jameis, especially like you said, once Michael Thomas comes back, yeah, oh. they're gonna get Michael Thomas back. Alvin Kamara is the best bet Jameis has ever had since Dalvin Cook at Florida State. You'll just check it down whenever you get in trouble. Long as Jameis. In these two years, has learned to just, hey, the window's too tight, fuck it, then we'll be good. The problem with a, uh, the problem with a nigga like Jameis, all his life he been making that throw. All high school, all college, and it always worked. And then he got to the NFL, niggas got bigger, faster, and they were picking that shit off. He's almost too gifted that he trusts his arm more than he should. My hope is that being behind Breeze for a year 
like he learned something, you know? I feel like I hope that as well, but I also feel like you know how quarterbacks be arrogant and don't really want to train the next one up? I feel like Breeze probably wasn't helping Jameis for real. I could have seen I could have seen Breeze helping Taysom before I seen him helping Jameis. Something about Breeze just make it seem like he probably wasn't rocking with a nigga like Jameis. Mm. You know that that I would like to think Drew Breeze would because Drew Breeze just seems like a good guy, but you never really know. Yeah, because like realistically, Breeze is a smart man. You know, and you're like Jameis could easily be coming for the job. So, I don't know. Um, do we think, last two things, do we think Deshaun gets traded this season at all? I think at some point he gets traded. I think they're at the point where they got to trade him so they can get something while he's worth a little bit of something. I doubt he's going to. I don't even know what he's listed at on their depth chart right now because there's no way he's dressing for these games. I doubt he even goes to these games, for real. But he's, like, not on an exempt list. He's not suspended by the team. So it's almost like he's expected to be. I I truly don't know how they're handling this situation. So he's the third on their depth chart. The league's not going to do anything with him because they said they're Yeah, not so are they expecting him to, like... All the court stuff gets handled. So, so do they expect him to come to the games? Do they... Is he supposed to be on the sidelines? Is he in a box? Is he even a Texan still for real? I listen, if I'm the Texans, like I don't put him anywhere near the field. I don't dress him. I don't do anything. Because you don't need that attention on you at all. You don't, but then the, by not having him there, the attention is automatically going to like where's the shot? I mean They're in a tricky situation. On the They're- sidelines? They're in the worst situation possible. They should have traded him because he told them he was never going to take a snap for him. And then all this stuff came up. We're going to put all the stuff to the side right now since the court system hasn't handled it. The fact that he told them as a grown man he would never take another snap for them and he is sitting on that, you can't then put him in the game because this nigga not going to play. He said he's not going to play. People close to him said he would not suit up. He went all training camp without putting on pads. This nigga is legitimately not going to play. So by keeping him, I don't know what power they got. Like, trade him, get some picks, get some players. Because now we're going to have questions. Hey, where is Deshaun? Do you think Deshaun will be at this game? Is Deshaun going to play this season? Are you going to trade? All these questions after the game, win or lose, they're going to be about Deshaun. I don't know what they do. My question is, like, Besides the legal stuff, like, teams know what goes on with their players. They have people that are, like, paid to do that kind of shit. There's no way that someone hadn't known something about this. So my question is, when you were getting offers for, like, three first round, two, whatever, whatever, why would you not take that before this shit blew up? And now the fact that they're still saying they want, like, three first round picks, two second round picks, like, you don't have any leverage for that. They're idiots. They have no leverage because everybody knows that they he wants out. He's not going to play for them. They can't play him because he's said he's not playing. And now you're putting your team in a hole because you pay your third-string quarterback like $24 million. 
And that's only on the first year. You know, it should bounce up to like 35 or something. Yeah, like they are digging themselves a hole and looking. But again, they've said for a long time the Texans are one of the worst run organizations. And this has shown its colors. Because at no point when I had made it through the draft, but if you made it through the draft, okay, whatever. At no point when I had made it through through preseason with Deshaun Watson still on my roster. Because come Monday, this not Monday, come Sunday, his whole get his fucking game checks are guaranteed. His whole salary, since he's on that team, you got to pay him this money now. Come Sunday, there's no way he would have been on my 53 man roster by Sunday. Not a chance. What's crazy is reporters <laughs> reports are saying like the Texans are fine with him just sitting and not doing anything and paying him. How do you pay somebody that much money to not play? He is the highest paid nigga on your whole team. He is a third stringer. He doesn't practice. He probably won't come to the games. I'm interested to see that still. It almost makes me wonder what his teammates think. Because at that point, if I'm your teammate, or if I play for this team, you're the owner, it makes me feel like you don't want to win. Because to win, you should have moved on from him so we have room to pay other niggas to come make this team competitive. Because they can look around that locker room and see they a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> or they're a terrible franchise. And it's interesting, they there was talks of like if the trade was gonna happen because they're they're you know every fucking week or so they're like the the Dolphins are the team that Deshaun's wanting to oh the no trade clause also fucks them because they can't just do whatever yeah but they're like they don't want to trade for any young quarterbacks they want draft picks so I'm like all right interesting you just like you don't want Tua I mean whatever I don't blame you for not wanting Tua but like so you just want more draft pick like. I, I don't know what the fuck is going to give you that. Yeah, I also do not blame them for not wanting to. Uh, but they're asking for, like, the amount of draft picks they're asking for is crazy. They couldn't have thought that was going to work. But also, it's like, I'm assuming they probably want unprotected draft picks. And there's no way, if I were to trade for Deshaun, that I'm not going to get, like, if he has to sit out or gets fucking suspended or kicked out of the league to, or goes to jail, because we have no idea what the fuck's going to happen with that. If any of that happens, I want, like, draft picks back, and I guarantee the Texans are like, yeah, no, we're not doing that either. So they're just – Yeah. You would be getting, like, threes that turn to one if he plays for me. I That's not – I don't hate it, though, because he could probably play this year because, like the NFL said, if they're not going to step in until legal stuff, that like, hits it, I don't think it's supposed to hit. I think I was listening somewhere not until, like, February, like, on the dockets. Yeah. So he could play this year. And the fact that the NFL hasn't put him on a commissioner's exempt list shows you everything you need to know. Because they didn't exempt him when he was going to be second string, third string, or whatever the fuck he is with the Texans. So if they were to trade him and then they put him on an exempt list, yeah, the NFL PA would have to step in. Because what the fuck going on? He was on. He hasn't been on the list this whole summer, this whole leading up to the game. If y'all trade him, he got to be able to play because he hasn't been on the list this far. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, just because what precedent you'd be setting, like nothing has changed besides a different team at that point. Yeah. Um, last question. So I, I didn't watch it yet, but I saw that Cam put out a little thing, uh, video talking about, you know, he got released and he would have, he said he would have been a backup, but the aura that is Cam, it's just too much for a team that would be distracting. And he said Mac also probably wouldn't like it either. Um, do we think Cam is going to be signed at any point this season? I did see the interview with his dad. 
I agree with what he was saying. It makes sense. Um, I do think so. But I think like a lot of people have been saying, starting NFL quarterbacks, you lose about three every season out of the 32 teams. Once one of these starters go down, I think he's going to get a call to come be their relief quarterback. And I think he just has to wait for that to happen. Like, mm, you you don't want to go play for the fucking Giants with Danny Jones goes down. But if it's a competitive team, I think he'll take his chance. He'll go play there, re- revitalize his career, put up some stats. Um, I think he'll have to clearly wait until someone gets hurt. But I do get what he – in that interview, He was I get what he was saying because he was saying he didn't – he had a feeling that he might not win the starting quarterback job, but he was saying he had no clue he was going to get cut. And I can imagine being shocked when you wake up and you're cut when you just thought, worst case scenario, I'm going to be the backup quarterback. Well, like, niggas been case. taking – you said what? Especially because, like, you can go – I'm going to look up something about their uh, their backups, but I'm pretty sure they have, like, terrible backup quarterbacks. Also. Yeah, I think it's Stidman and uh, – not McCown, but the fucking other one. I Is thought it, Hoyer, but I thought they released him. It might be Hoyer. I think it's – it might be Stidman and Hoyer. Right but, now, all it says is Mac Jones. <laughs> the Patriots. Um <laughs> But, yeah, when you've been taking first-team reps all training camp, nothing in you makes you think you're getting cut. And he was like, he also gets that, like, it's the aura of being Cam. He said it's his gift and his curse. Colin Coward was like, I like that, blah, blah, blah. You got to humble yourself. But I also agree with that. I kind of think, like, Tebow wasn't going to be able, be able to be on your team and be a backup. Cam Newton also cannot be on your team and be a backup. Every week, people are going to ask you about Cam Newton. You can't have Cam Newton as your backup. Well, especially like, I mean, it's clear the Patriots are going all in on Mac Jones, which, you know, rightfully so, if that's your guy, that's your guy. Um, but let's say Mac isn't who he, we think he is immediately. You definitely do not want to be answering questions like, is Cam going to start? Dude, as, as an Eagles fucking guy who watched it happen with, Carson and Nick Foles, and then fucking Jalen Hurts and Carson last year. Two quarterbacks is a problem that you do not want to have. Absolutely. And the only you way have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback, something like that. Oh, that's true. The only way he could be a backup is if he goes somewhere with like a solidified baller. Like he could go be Tom Brady's backup. He could go be Aaron Rodgers' backup. He could probably be Pat Mahomes' backup. Maybe Josh Allen's backup. Those are probably like the only quarterbacks. He couldn't even go to Cleveland to be Baker's backup. Because niggas would be like, ah, Baker ain't been doing it. Cam's on the team. Or in Pittsburgh, they'd be like, ah, Ben's been struggling. Y'all got Cam. There's only a few quarterbacks where like Cam could realistically be your backup. Bro, if Ben retires, like I would like Dwayne Haskins to get a shot. But Cam, I would like to see Cam with Tomlin. Oh. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I agree. I you you can't put him in any place where he's not going to start, and you can't put him behind like the Panthers couldn't re-sign him and have him behind fucking Darnold because, like you said, all it takes is one or two bad games. Why is Cam not starting then if Darnold's dog shit? You know, and that's why everybody who was like the Redskins were a good fit. That's not a good fit because they got three quarterbacks right now. 
Cam come in there and you got to immediately start Cam. And if you wanted to just rock out with Ryan and hope he doesn't make mistakes, you can't have Cam as his backup. I don't even think Cam could be Dak's backup. Dak got paid, as Skip likes to say, Dak is a made man or whatever the fuck. I don't think Cam could be Dak's backup either. No. Because the problem then becomes, if Dak was to get injured, which he's been injury prone the last two years, if Dak was to get injured and Cam's doing good with all of those weapons, with that O-line around him, it becomes an issue when Dak comes back. And Shannon's been talking about it a lot lately, about like the notion of you can't lose your spot to injury. That's bullshit. That's never been a thing. We learned in high school quick. Yeah. You get hurt, you get sick, that's on you. Because we got dogs who sophomore juniors with offers. You step off the field, you're probably not getting your spot back. And it's pretty similar in the NFL. Especially if you get paid a lot. And let's say you have like a rookie, rookie deal, who's balling out or doing like better than you. Why the fuck do I not trade you off, get some draft capital back, and have my rookie who was doing nothing? James Conner, perfect example. I mean, he didn't pan out well overall. But Le'Veon wasn't showing up. James Conner came in, and then Le'Veon was never back. Absolutely. No, you can't. I, that's stupid. Yeah, you can 100% lose your spot of injury. 100%. And people are like, oh, it's fucked up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's not. It's life. You're a professional athlete. Bro, we see quarter, fucking Wentz and Goff both got traded. And, like, I mean, Wentz was – actually, Wentz wasn't even hurt this year. It was just bad, so – if you're bad, like just injury, is just the same thing. It's just different yeah. circumstances. <sighs> um, any any final sports stuff before we head the fuck out of here? My last sports take would be, fellas, tune into that Jackson State game. I am probably the biggest Jackson State University supporter now. Dion is cooking something up down there. Those boys are right. They beat FAMU. Number one team in the division in the conference last two years, eight and one, eight and one. They got them out the way. They're about to get somebody else out the way. And just watching him, like watching the Barstool's docu-series on it, and then watching his Instagram and shit, they are having so much fun down there. It's like hard not to watch. I need to watch that. They play Tennessee State tomorrow. Is that who we're getting out the way this week? Yeah. Tomorrow at six. Damn, I wanted to see the spread on that. That's how much of a degenerate I'm. I'm like, can I just bet on the fucking slack real quick? <laughs> Dude, there's a team. Oh, I have it saved. I saw fucking TikTok. Actually, I think I oh, saw something you... about a team. And then, like, a quarterback put up, like, 10 touchdowns. And then I saw them also talked about on TikTok. So I had them saved. things like Presbyterian or something. Yeah, you sent it to me right after I saw it as well. And it was like that fucking like Arkansas head coach who never oh. never punts, only onside kicks. Yep. I was like, come on, man. Bro. But they won big, so they did, dude. I wanna see I doubt that they have a spread for it. No, they don't have a spread for it, unfortunately. I'll find one. Don't worry. You know I'll find uh. one eventually. I'm gonna fucking a thousand percent bet them. Alabama, uh, I just came across this. They don't have any uh, spread numbers for that game, but their money line is minus 100,000. I don't think I've ever seen that. Who are they playing? Oh, they're playing like a fucking... Mercer. D2 this week, aren't they? Yeah. 
It's either the D2 or the D1 double A or whatever. Yeah, because Nick Saban flipped out on his on his team. And he was, like, winning 44 to 13. He used to be embarrassed. <laughs> but they were, like, he does this every year before they play, like, a D1 double A or a subdivision school. Oh, you just got to. Because I, I, think, I think I saw McAfee put, like, a clip. Or they were talking about it where he was, like, he was just going all the press conference. Like, it was hot outside, so, you know. <laughs> that shit, and then we're playing this team, so they didn't show up for practice that day either. And I was like, "Yo, Saban's the goat." That's what. That's all I know. Like playing for him would suck because even his dogs, he makes practice. It's not like there's favorites because every running back there a five star. So you got to really be grinding, and the next nigga up got your spot, and now you at the back of the line. Mm-hmm. That's why he's had so many big running backs transfer to other schools. They got sick of dealing with Nick Saban. I mean, I would still go there, but that's just me. You got to go there if you truly want to – if you truly – you've got to truly be a dog, and you've got to be willing to be a dog every day. Yeah. Some niggas well, not made for that. If if you want to, you know, make it to the – like, if you actually want to make it to the league, that's where you want to go. Oh, absolutely. Jackson State – is a one and a half point. Wait, what? This can't be right. Are they not favorites in this game? They might not be. They weren't favorite last week either. But it's. I figured the other team is zero one. They're one and a half point underdogs. Interesting. They're they're new. They haven't been good for a while. People are still starting to buy in. The problem is they're thinking this is the old Jackson State. Dion brought some big recruits, and the biggest being his two sons. Because his son that's a safety, Shiloh, that nigga was a four-star who went to South Carolina and got playing time as a freshman, then transferred to Jackson State. And his son, the quarterback, Sador, that nigga was a four-star who was committed to go to, what was it, Florida? It was Florida or Miami, I want to say. One of the two. It might have been Florida. He might have been going to Florida State. Is his son starting, quarterback? Yeah, his son started. Because I saw I – saw... I definitely saw that fucking hit that his son put on someone. Like, yeah, he stuck him. That was oh, he just came flying and was like, "Don't worry, I got that." His son did decent. I feel like he went like I think he went like eighteen or twenty five with a TD and no picks or anything. And I was like, for first game as a freshman against the best team in your conference, that's solid. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to definitely hop on that uh that documentary series because I I've heard nothing but good things about it. Facts, facts. Um, my last thing, Ben Simmons can go fuck himself. What you mean? That's your boy. I don't know what he wants. That he wants to shoot. He wants to get traded. Uh, go fuck yourself. Is he not staying in Philly? No, nah, dude. He's 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 not. He said he's not coming back. I, I'll believe it when I fucking see it. <laughs> I hate that for y'all. That fucking bum of a human being. Um, all right. Well, this has been a good sports talk, sports talk, sports talk. It's good to be back. Football's back, so, like, life is complete again. Life is good. Life is good. I'm going to start being a real degenerate again, and I'm more than excited because, let's be real, betting baseball on occasions was just not nearly as fun. <laughs> I did not know anything that I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Porch Talk No A. 
Appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be back next uh, two weeks. Yeah, me casa su casa, got it flipped like Gaza. Got so high off volcanoes, now the flow is so lava. Yeah, we fit that saliva. iPhone got message from Viber. Either the head is so hydra, or we let bygones be bygones. My God, you. Yeah, I'm outside in an AMG, right outside. TT, two turn baby girl, you know me.